In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Folks, we didn't find love in a hopeless place. We, uh, we're very hopeful here. This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode. Welcome to your pop culture roundup. Um, what did you guys do today? Did you watch anything? Well, I don't, I, I think I watched a repeat of Potomac and, um, uh, an old episode of 90 Day. No! Today, of course, was the Super Bowl. Uh, of course, you're probably dealing with some sort of hangover today from the Super Bowl party that you went to, and, and we're going to get into the Rihanna of it all. Uh, Sophie Ross does join us today, but we recorded earlier today, um, and she was on her way to a Super Bowl party, but I do have a, uh, a thought from Sophie about Rihanna's performance. So we, you get to hear us talking about what we think Rihanna's performance is going to be, and, and I got to tell you, not, neither of us guessed that she was going to be pregnant. That what a what a, she really pulled out all the stops because from my sources she wasn't pregnant when she hit the stage. She somehow impregnated herself through throughout the set, which was just I, I don't think anybody's ever done that. And that's you can prove that. You can start from the the first she's just very slim, and then by the end she's showing and uh, truly amazing. Um, no, that's of course not true. We'll, we'll get into all of the Rihanna performance, but how are you guys doing? Are you ready to face another week? Uh, I hope you are. I don't know if I am, man. I have worked straight through the weekend. I did a huge recap with Annabelle DeSisto. We did another movie that you're going to get this week for Valentine's Day. Uh, you're going to have a lot of Bravo celebrities this week. You're going to get recaps this week. You're going to get a wide world of knowledge, of insanity, of interviews, everything. Um, listen, I'm still getting over the Thursday night show that we did with the Vanderpump Rules season premiere party. You can still purchase that if you want. It's at moment.co slash SBIG. And, uh, You'll be able to see. I mean, we had Sheena and Lala and Sandoval and Ariana, uh, Meditza. Um, you had my parents at the after show. It was a whole, it was a, I mean, still, I'm just shocked that that happened on Thursday night. I mean, I can't believe how much stuff we did last week and it still, it doesn't even feel like nearly enough. I, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm swamped. It just, it never stops, you know, and it's really cool, but it just never stops. And I'm sure that's kind of how you guys are, are in your lives right now. Um, this week is going to be no exception. We just do not take our foot off the gas. Um, I wish I was able to have one full day of just not podcasting, but, uh, listen, there's, that's a, it's a good problem to have. So, um, today, Sophie Ross, then tomorrow we're going to have a Bravo celebrity. And I want to remind you guys, Summer House premieres tonight, uh, remember, I'm going to be doing the Summer House recaps over on the Patreon. I might give you a little taste of the first episode, just like a drug dealer, just to get you on over there to that Patreon, where for a couple bucks a month, you can get all those, plus access to over 300 podcasts that have never hit the main feed at this point. And plus, we did another live Patreon on video on Friday, and we had a nice small but mighty crowd, and we had a blast. Uh, I brought a couple people on the the uh, the feed with me. Everybody was asking questions. Everybody was partying. Uh, Amy, if you're listening, we hope all of your dates are going well. Uh, I think she was she was going on like four. One of the baddies we call ourselves. She was going on like four dates in the next week, and and at this point she should have gone to two. And I think she has two more to go. And I was like, my God, it's like. I mean, after nine dates, do you get a free Subway sandwich or something? That just seems like so, that seems intense to do that much dating in one week. Can't even imagine. By the way, Amy, we need to do a reality show just based around your dating life. 
I, God, I, you know, sometimes I'm just like, I would just love to do a dating podcast of just people talking about their dating stories. She was talking about like first dates and where you go and what you usually do and that kind of stuff that the minutia of that kind of stuff fascinates me. And so many of you guys are going through that and it just seemed what a, what a mess, what a mess. Anyways, so you can go do the Vanderpump rules, the Patreons, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. Uh, please leave me a review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And you know what, if there's a good review in there, um, I know uh, Marissa reads those. I, I, I try to, unless there's something really, if there, if you leave a really positive review, maybe we can start reading them on the show. I just get really nervous about that, but I know it really does help. And I don't, and I always remind people, do that for every podcast you, that you listen to because it really does help. And it's you don't get charged to, to just even hit five stars. It, and it's just a small way you can help. Um, and then the YouTube. We've been putting a lot of videos and interviews up on the YouTube. If you want a, uh, a video documentation, it's not the whole show, but there's pieces of the show. And in fact, we just put up a video this this weekend. I found this. Well, I, I found this like in in December. I remember in Vanderpump Rules there was a season around 2015. Do you guys remember the night that movie, The Night Before, with Jordan Gordon Levitt? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I'm sorry, uh, Seth Rogen, Jillian Bell, uh, Alana Glazer. I mean, it just had an amazing cast. And um, they had done like a 15-minute like sketch with the Vanderpump Rules cast where they all tried to work at Sir. And it was professionally filmed. It's edited like Vanderpump Rules. And I remember seeing that in 2015, and I found it. And I was putting clips up on my Instagram this past week. And uh, I put it, we put the whole thing, the whole 13 minutes up on Instagram. And then Kristen Doty reached out to me and was like, can you email me? <laughs> can you email me this? So I emailed it to her. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's a, should we get Kristen Doty on the show? Would that be, would that be weird? I don't know. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Uh, but Vanderpump Rules, I am still buzzing. I cannot wait to watch the second episode. I'm just very excited this season had started. And it's nice when something kind of meets your expectations and, and a, in a little bit of a way surpasses it. I was thinking, I, I've been talking about this the last couple of weeks and maybe even longer than that, just the thought of, and, and let's use, use Rihanna's performance as something we can use as an example for this, is I guess, like, listen, we're all critics now, right? We're all critics. And we, you know, nothing truly ever really meets our expectations anymore because I think we get so much of everything, right? And so much of everything that we get is really good. But then our expectations rise, right? And then when there's these people, these kind of legends in music or TV or film, you know, it even gets bigger and bigger, like the legend of that. And then when you get somebody like Rihanna or Rihanna, as you're supposed to say, um, you know, when, when, when they kind of disappear or they don't make new music or they don't tour and they're doing their own thing because they're a billionaire already from a brilliant makeup line, then it gets almost like you know, oh my God, it's like a Howard Hughes mystery of like, why isn't this person pounding the pavement? Why aren't they in our face all the time? Because we're so used to it with pop culture of people just in our face nonstop because once they get off that hamster wheel, they know how hard it took to get on that, that path and to get your attention. So to jump off that wheel, I mean, that's really takes something. And then to stay off that wheel. And that's why we were all so excited about Rihanna uh, at the Super Bowl, right? Like, we were just so excited. The expectations were so high. And I personally liked it, right? I did. I liked it. Like, last year with the Dre and the Snoop and the Eminem and the Mary J. Blige and the 50 Cent and the Kendrick, like, that was fun. Like, that was that was a party. 
Now, Rihanna brought something different to it. It was like art for me. And we'll get into like some specifics and the set list and all of that stuff. But I think I wanted to talk really quickly too about, you know, of course, the pregnancy stuff immediately came out because we're all like, everyone was like, wait a sec, she looks a little, uh, a little, ch- a little chubby in the tummy area. And I was, but I, somebody said that in the picture I posted. And then I was like, dude, if you look at a picture of me right now, you would think I was pregnant. And then you, you know, like, I, <laughs> so I'm just like, that's wild. But I kind of, uh, my first thought was she was still losing the baby weight from the baby she had a little bit ago. But actually, she is pregnant. A representative confirmed that. And that's awesome, right? But also, how dare you, how dare you, ASAP Rocky? How dare you, Rihanna? Listen, you owe us. There'll be plenty of, you can have babies when you're in your 80s. You give us music and tours right now. How dare you? But I like that she teased it too, you guys. In interviews this week, people kept asking if she was going to bring out a special guest. And she kind of did that Rihanna. Rihanna always like looks like she knows like the biggest secret in the world. And in this example, she did know a big secret that she was pregnant. And she was like, you know what? I think I actually might bring some somebody out if uh, if it works. And she was meaning probably the, the bun in her oven. But also ASAP Rocky, once again, I'm looking at you, dude. Nobody wants you to go on tour, okay? We want Rihanna. So like the fact that – and that this is what's – listen, I'm – I have a primarily female audience, so I'm like not, I'm literally, there's no reason for me to mansplain this to you, but it fucking sucks because it's like 50, like ASAP, I don't know why I keep calling 50 cent, ASAP Rocky should be the one to carry that child. Like ASAP Rocky, great, we all like him, he does good at touring and all that stuff, but like, you know what I'm saying? He's not Rihanna, he's not at the, the level of Rihanna in terms of music, in terms, like if you, if you listen to Rihanna. If you, if you, if you listen to her discography from the beginning to now, it's somebody that has grown, grown, grown musically to her last album, Anti, was just amazing. And it was so different from where she started. And those are the people that you're like, oh, I want to see what in your brain would be a tour. I want to see, I want to hear new music from you where you're at musically. And um, now she's like, well, you know what? Music will come a little later. And the tour is now getting pushed back even further because there really was a tour expectation and plans for it, but now it's going to be pushed back. It's going to be pushed back until she pops out. You know what I'm saying? Like, until she pushes out, then the tour will be able to come out. Um, But going online then, it's this thing where I've got to... You know, it's like I'm constantly pushing out content on Instagram and Twitter, and not that anybody's asking me to do that, but it's almost like this... um, uh, not even an OCD, but it's it's like force of habit now. If I'm watching something where a lot of people are watching, and it's like, well, I want to give my take on it, and I'm kind of blessed enough to. Uh, and my mind just now works in jokes, and it works. It, it it's really weird, you guys. I'm constantly just like I was dreaming. I dreamt today of like of Valentine's Day cards. Uh, me and Medita were talking about some, and I had a dream today about a Vanderpump Rules one. And I woke up and I was like, ooh, I got to write that down. I got to remember to tell Medita about that. But I dreamt about that. Like I dreamt about that. And I was like, oh, sweet, man. Like I did that in my sleep. So I got sleep, but I also thought of a fun idea. Um, I was like, I wish all work could be like that. Um, um, sorry, I just realized I was using a, a, a different mic input. So that's why the first 13 minutes are going to sound a little weird to you guys. Uh, we're good now. Um, but I was saying, then I, you know, check Twitter and I'm checking what everybody else is saying and stuff. And it, it is kind of this, it's this warped thing where you're then taking in other people's opinions and you realize that the majority of those opinions are usually negative. So nowadays it's, we, we can't really agree on anything, nor do we need to, but it is frustrating because you're like, 
listen, I didn't have to pay dollar one for that Rihanna show. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, sweet. Like I didn't put my own money into watching Rihanna. I got to watch it and enjoy it. And she had all those, like, you know, the, the, the risers that all the dancers standing on. And it was like, literally by the end, I thought they were going to launch her out of the stadium, out of the roof. It was going so high. And those things look kind of wobbly if you saw, and you also saw that she was like completely strapped in, but uh, that's crazy to do while you're pregnant. I just imagine how scary that is, but classic Rihanna she didn't even look like she broke a sweat she just didn't seem like anything phased her and I mean that is one of the things that we all kind of like about Rihanna or I need to remind people that we like about Rihanna because then directly after that I just read so many things just tearing it apart and I was I was like wait a sec because here let me read you guys the set list and I, I thought this was for for her catalog I thought this was a good blend she started off with bitch better have my money then she went where have you been then only girl in the world then we found love then rude boy then work 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 and then wild thoughts then pour it up all of the lights run this town umbrella and she ended up with diamonds and that's a damn good set list uh you know sure there are other songs that i think we all would have liked to have heard there was i mean there uh, 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 there was not enough anti uh um in here there, there were a lot of things and there were no special guests and i Listen, I kind of thought that was refreshing. I know it's exciting to see people, but like we were saying, like, oh, Calvin Harris. I was like, oh, he's not going to bring out a DJ. What? Like people know enough people really care to see how Calvin Harris pretend he's on the, the DJ kits, you know? Um, I thought there was a chance for Eminem. That didn't happen. Uh, Drake, we got work, but we didn't get Drake's part. And I I swear to God, you guys, when she did All of the Lights, which is a Kanye West song that she sings on, you know, the chorus in the beginning, I was like, please don't do it. Please don't bring out Kanye. Please don't bring out Kanye. I was so scared, you guys, because I was like, don't, don't throw this away. Don't throw this moment away on something to bring somebody else back into the light. And she didn't. And then with Run This Town, I was the opposite. I was like, please bring out Jay-Z, please bring out Jay-Z. But she didn't. And I loved it. She made it her moment. And I don't think that was cockiness. I just thought she was able, listen, she played for 13 minutes and 47 seconds, 13 minutes and 47 seconds. So we got little bits of each one of those songs. And it's like this every year. Our expectations are so wildly blown out of proportion because we do get excited. And it's, it's that weird thing of like, I want to encourage everybody to be so damn excited and to be so like fans of things. Cause that's such a lovely feeling. But then when it doesn't live up to your imagination, also realize what it is, what the capabilities are. This isn't a full concert. I thought it looked stunning. I thought it looked kind of futuristic. I now understand the dancing wasn't insane. I mean, the dancers around her were busting ass and she was kind of just lightly doing moves, but I still thought it looked elegant and classy and sexy. I mean, like, listen, there were some really sexy moments on there where I thought, I like, did I get her pregnant? Like, I was just like, what is happening between us? Like, she just sucked me in. Uh, you know, she's just, she's gorgeous. I don't know. I, I sometimes wonder what we do expect from these things. And then if, if we do expect a certain thing, well, then every year let's do Dr. Dre. Every year let's, and I was trying to think of the other Super Bowl performances and I had done a little slideshow on um, my Instagram because it's fascinating to think about everybody um, that, that has come before this because this is such a rite of passage for people to, uh, to play the Super Bowl. 
Um, so we had Tom Petty in 2008, rest in peace, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's great. And by the way, you know, I just want to point out Tom Petty did not do any complicated dance numbers at all. And we were okay with it in 2008, uh, 2015, you had Katy Perry and Missy Elliott, which is a lot of fun. Uh, you had Madonna in 2012 and remember in Madonna, she brought out MIA and MIA gave the finger and then, uh, she faced charges because of that. Uh, we had Mr. Michael Jackson in 1993, uh, dressed up like like his in his little military gear in 2001. Do you guys remember this? It was MTV's uh, uh, time when they produced the Super Bowl halftime show. They got Britney Spears in sync and Aerosmith. And I remember, I think to me as a young straight dude at that time, this was the hottest. I remember Britney Spears being for me personally. I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but Britney Spears in the torn Aerosmith shirt is still one of the sexiest Wow. Uh, the weekend in 2021, I believe, which I didn't really care for. I thought, but I also, once again, I think the weekend's music doesn't do good for a 14 minute set. It's really a different kind of vibe. I always think of the weekend. I always compare it to like Motown mixed with nine inch nails. There's like this industrial gothic sound, but then it has like this weird soul like Motown music does. Uh, then Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band 2009, also really fun. You had Lady Gaga in 2017, which is great. You had U2 in 2002. You had Dipshit Adam Levine in 2019 with Maroon 5, immediately took off his shirt. You had Shakira and J-Lo in 2020. You had the Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, 50 Cent, Kendrick in 2022. You had the Rolling Stones in 2006. You had Shania Twain, Sting, and No Doubt in 2003. I don't really remember that one. You had Boys to Men in 1998, you had Justin Timberlake in 2018, and you had Janet and Justin Timberlake in uh, 2008, but that was Janet's, and then that was the horrible one where the, the wardrobe malfunction happened, uh, and uh, Justin went on to have a pretty good career until recently, and, and Janet kind of fell off um, because of this moment. It didn't fall off personally, like we kind of helped her hide for a long time. And then my personal favorite was Prince in 2007. And that was during the rain too. I remember that. And he did a bunch of Prince songs, but he also did a cover of the Foo Fighters, uh, best of you, I believe. And it was just, and I remember Foo Fighters even being shocked that they did that. They're like, what Prince is covering our song at the Super Bowl? wild. But those are the artists that have been out there. And you know, we've had Beyonce and Chris Martin. We, we had Beyonce a couple times now, but we got Rihanna. Like, that's the thing, man. She came out, she did her thing. Like, I, I really don't know what people will want. And I, I, you know, I posted multiple times about it and the comments, mostly a lot of positive, but a lot of like boring. I'm like, for me, the game was kind of boring, even though it was close. I watched the whole game. You guys, I don't know how you sports fans do it. It is exhausting watching these things. Like, and especially if you're rooting for somebody and you're, and then just watching the commercials on top of it. I ate so much cheese today. I I'm just a cheese farting machine right now. Um, by the way, the Kansas city chiefs won. Uh, I think Philadelphia hopefully will be still around by tomorrow in terms of the city itself. I was already watching videos of like potential riots and I think they would have been the same way whether they won or lost, but uh, I love Philadelphia. So uh, I, I feel you know, that's got to suck for that, that kind of stuff, because it really, I've seen, I know people in Philly that I know how much this means for them. And I mean, it's like the same thing with, with KC and I grew up in Kansas. I've actually been to chiefs games when I was a kid. Um, so it was really cool to watch. I I'm shocked that it came as close as it did. Uh, but yeah, I really, really liked the Rihanna thing. 
Um, the pre-show, you guys, we had like Babyface come out, came out, which triggered me because it made me think of those scenes with David Foster tickling the ivories at his Malibu place. Remember with the Hadids, Yolanda, like let's sit around the piano and sing and let you know we sing, let David sing with the lemons and the limes. <laughs> Babyface sang, and then you had Cheryl Lee Ralph, the actress from Abbott Elementary, sing, and then you had uh, the country singer sing the national anthem. Anthem. What was his? What was that? Oh, Chris Stapleton, and he kind of did a bluesy thing, and uh, that was cool. Everybody looked like they were having a good time. This was Arizona. I think the temperature there was sixty-five degrees. I checked, which is a nice. Nice night for this. Um, and it looked like Super Bowl parties were happening all weekend. Drake did a performance, played a lot of his hits. Um, uh, I think Paramore played. Uh, there was this golf tournament, too, where I was watching a bunch of TikTok videos of people just hammered there. I mean, it just looked like Arizona could have potentially been a mess this weekend. So I hope you stayed safe over there. Um, and okay, so then let's get to the commercials, right? The commercials. We got Ben Affleck, baby. We got Dunkin' Donuts. We finally get this commercial where Ben went to a a massive like a Boston Dunkin' and worked the drive-through and surprised people. I really, really liked it. Listen, I love making fun of talking. I, I am a big fan of Ben Affleck in a lot of ways. The only problem with this commercial for me was that he was doing the Boston accent. Like, what's going on? This is Duncan. And I'm like, dude, Ben, just use your voice, man. Like, don't don't lean into the Boston thing. I get what you're doing, but you're funny regardless of the accent. Uh, and then, of course, J-Lo at the end was like, Ben, what are you doing here? Is this where you go every day? And she's like, don't embarrass me in front of my friends, which is just really dark to think the whole joke of this was that Jennifer Lopez is a nag and that he hides a whole job and life from her every day. He goes, works at a Dunkin' because he's so miserable. At least that's how I read into the commercial. But she was actually really funny in it. And I really liked it. I thought it was a great, it was a great uh, use of marketing of we know Ben already likes Dunkin'. So it was kind of this natural, uh, I like advertising where you're like, oh, this dude actually does really like this product. Because there were other, you know, you had Bradley Cooper and his mom, I think for a Verizon Wireless commercial, which I thought was cute. Reminded me a lot of me and my mom. And uh, that was great. Um, they had a lot of movie previews. We finally got our first look at The Flash, which we've talked about so much because of Ezra Miller. And I finally got my dream, my childhood dream. I'm seeing Michael Keaton back as Batman. And that means so much to me. And I know, you know, that might be silly to you, but it really, you know, Michael Keaton as Batman meant so much to me as a kid and still does. And to see him say, I'm Batman, it does it does like bring this little tear to my eye. The only thing, watch it, it looks cool. It looks like a cool movie and it looks like actually a really good emotional movie. The only thing that sucks, like I've said from the very beginning, is that once Ezra Miller, they have they have been alleged and, and been actually convicted of so many crimes at this point. It's almost like, how dare you, Warner, Warner Brothers, for making us watch this movie and try to win us. Like, you know, I want to watch this movie and not feel guilty for loving it. Does that make sense? Like I want to I want to I want to really just get swept away in the story of this man who can run really fast. <laughs> and then uh, he goes and finds Batman. I want to get wrapped up in that story. And I don't want to be thinking the whole time of like are they insane in this? Like are they okay? Have are they psychologically evaluated? Are they going to hurt anybody in the filming of this next movie? Because you know there's going to be a sequel to this. And I just thought what a wild thing to bank 200 million dollars and um they're really starting their whole new DC universe, the DC comics through this film. And I just think what a gamble that you already know in the end potentially won't work because 
you guys tried to make Ezra Miller see the light, and I don't think they have naturally seen the light. Um, and I think there's a big difference. Uh, just like when DJ James Kennedy on Vanderpump Rules said this week, uh, you know, like, next time when I get sober, I'm going to do it for me, not for a relationship that says I have to. Ugh. You know? So that was fine. You had a Transformers preview, which is like, whatever. I don't like Transformers. You had an Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I think that's what it's called. That looks fun. Um, you had the Fast and the Furious. Man, I Fast and the Furious is very funny to me because it's like, Listen, we've all been in car accidents, and that's just not how cars drive. <laughs> in fact, I would really wish they would make a Fast and Furious movie where it's just everybody's just in Corollas. You know, like that then would be a cool movie. I'd be like, hey, what can you do with my Corolla? But they're always in like the top of like these cars are flying at this this point, and it's ridiculous. But people really love it. And I like Vin Diesel always like the actual actor thinks of it as like the Fast and Furious family. We used to do stories on this because The Rock bailed out, and he's like, you're part of our family, The Rock. And The Rock's like, you're a dick, Vin. I don't want to be on set with you anymore. Anyways, Jason Momoa now is in this one. And it just looks truly insane. But probably a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think of the other commercials that stood out. You know who actually had a lot of commercials this Super Bowl? Jesus. Have you? I guess Jesus is now now has a budget. And he is spending his money on commercials. I saw a bunch of Jesus commercials. And I'm not joking. I mean, I literally saw commercials. By Jesus, like, so, oh, interesting. And I always think about that too. Like, does Jesus, you know, it, like, is he, I don't know how heaven completely works still. And I don't think I ever will until maybe afterwards. But I'm like, do you think he's like, oh, sweet. Like, or do you think he's like, I hope it's a cool commercial. Like, I hope, I, I hope it's cool. <laughs> or do you like, oh, no, man, I hate that commercial. <laughs> um so that's i mean that's it like it i hope everybody had fun the rihanna discourse though is is fascinating and i hope we i hope this doesn't continue all week i hate when we knock down our idols or people that we like a lot and i think the people that like rihanna love this the people that are swept away by like rihanna rihanna i don't think i i you know i thought it was great it was great you know, like I, I didn't really care for the JLo Shakira Super Bowl, but I, like I said, I don't really like JLo and Shakira's music the way some people do. So some people probably love that Super Bowl performance. I didn't care for it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, she's they're really dancing their hearts out. Yeah, okay. But you know, I really liked all of the songs Rihanna sang. But yeah, I, I realized that like some things. Yeah, I'm like, oh wow, it'd be cool if monkeys could just fly right out of her butt, and it would be cool if she like danced everywhere, and then she like dropped five new songs right then and there, and then she was like, world tour now, baby. I would have loved all of that stuff, and it didn't happen. But I liked what was presented, and then to find out she's pregnant on top of that, I thought that was kind of weirdly heartwarming. But I'm super bummed about it. Also, how dare you, Beyonce and Ticketmaster? You did it to me. You put me on the wait list, and then I waited around on Saturday, and I didn't get any email, so I didn't get any Beyonce tickets. How dare you? I know it's not your fault, Beyonce, but I'm looking directly at you, Ticketmaster, and... I know there was somebody that works for Ticketmaster that listens to this sometimes. I'm not. I, I know you don't like when I talk about Ticketmaster badly, but come on, Ticketmaster. What was wrong with me? Why did I get waitlisted? I know it's the luck of the draw, but still. Um, okay, we did We did all the Super Bowl stuff here. Okay, so this uh, conversation with Sophie, I think it's 50 minutes. She was having to get to a Super Bowl uh, thing with her boyfriend, but it's a lot of fun. We dip in and out of a bunch of things. Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, which by the way, Summer House, like I said, airs tonight. I'm excited to hear what you guys think, but I do want to prepare you. It is a 
Uh, it is a more ser- not serious in the sense of like holy shit, but it's more downcast than you usually expect from a premiere. But I'm really curious to see what you guys think about it. But there are just moments where you're like, oh, I love this. There's some cringy moments, funny moments, sad moments. Um, so I'm really curious to hear what you guys think about it. Um, and, uh, I also wanted to talk, we do talk about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, but I do want to add a little bit more because we have a discussion, but it's not a, you know, it's not a huge discussion on it. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more about this because I was watching on, uh, this old TikTok that I'm obsessed with again, all of a sudden, uh, I was watching a video Machine Gun Kelly made, I think, about the Grammys, and they didn't win, but he's like, what a ride. And it's like a really sweet, endearing message to all the fans that have rode with him this long, you know? And everybody in the comments were like, I love him, I love, oh my God, what a, what a gentleman, what a sweet guy. And yeah, I'm sure to his fans, that's awesome. But what Megan Fox is alleging, or, you know, it hasn't come out and said it, and, uh, you know, you can just go by her Instagram post, which by the way, she deactivated her account. It's been a wild story, but then there were a lot of pictures that I've been looking at and other accounts that I've seen post things where Megan's posted a lot of bruises and she like, like busted her wrist and could barely make it to the Grammys and, and like all of these things. And all of a sudden in the picture she put today after the Grammy party on Saturday, and it was when she unfollowed machine gun, she unfollowed everybody except for, and then she followed Eminem Timothy Chalamet and Harry Styles, which potentially are all people that hate, you know, Machine Gun Kelly hates, which is like, who hates Timothy Chalamet? He's such a little guy. Who, how are you going to hate Timothy Chalamet? Timothy Chalamet, ding dong. And, you know, it seems like they potentially are very, they're always joking, like how passionate they are. And they're always talking about astrology symbols and stuff. But there's a big difference in, you know, if you want to compare them to somebody like Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, who have been in the news a lot lately. And me and Sophie talk about Pamela Anderson towards the end. You know, like, oh, is this is this our is this this generation's version of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee? And I don't I don't know if I necessarily think that I think, you know, I'm not a fan of Machine Gun Kelly's music. I don't dis I and mean, I've listened to a couple of his albums. I'm like, OK, yeah, it's really standard by wrote like, you know, punk pop music Uh for me. Um, but also I'm older, so I've kind of see a lot of them. And I, and I also kind of thought it was always funny, the transfer transferring of his music from like rap, which is where he started to punk, which is fine. But like, also you can't argue with somebody that's built up a fan base like that. Um, but what you can argue with is that I, you know, from all understanding is that I think this guy stepped out a bunch in his relationship I mean, he's young, he's successful, he's all of a sudden rich in the last couple of years, and that doesn't excuse anything, but you have to imagine, you know, this guy is also a guy, um, and I, I, you know, and it's one of those things, like, we have to make a decision, and we kind of get this wrong a lot of times, is now Megan Fox is, is potentially giving us hints. In the first picture, there's like a thing in the background that talks about, um, you know, getting away from abuse. And that's what it seems to be hinting, 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 her hinting at is that there might be a physical uh, aspect of this in terms of him getting physical with her. Now, listen, she could be putting out these horrible, she's not said anything per se. And who knows, they'll probably get back together. If, from what my understanding, this happens, has happened a couple of times with them there. And people keep saying, oh, they're just very passionate. But 
if they do happen to break up or anything gets further with this, we have to make this kind of decision. You don't have to like hate Machine Gun Kelly, but you also have to, you know, we, we have another opportunity here where you don't need to, you know, I've heard so many positive things about Megan Fox in the last couple of years. Like, oh my God, oh, dream girl and how she looks. And, you know, Machine Gun Kelly kind of breathe, like they breathe new life into each other and they kind of like kind of exploded together as a couple. Um, Megan Fox had done the Transformers movies, you know, had a bunch of movie things and started to dip down and she was with Brian Austin Green for a long time and they have a family together. But she was like, you know, slowing down in her career where she was even doing Randall Emmett movies. Um, and this kind of breathe, you know, she kind of like got back on the pages of Us Weekly, all this stuff. And she's a uh, mainstay, you know, like there was always articles in the Daily Mail every day about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. My thing, though, is it must be an interesting position or a scary position for Megan Fox to be in because Machine Gun Kelly still will always have this music. He'll always have this connection directly with his fans where he can tour, he can do music and whatever he say says, they'll believe because he's always like, I speak honestly with my fans and and, and I'm sure he does. But he's also not going to be like, oh, well, you know, I dipped my pin in Company Inc. and I slept with somebody. He's not going to say that to his fans either, probably. Um, I just hope that we don't tear Megan Fox down and I hope we wait to hear what she says. Um, and you might be like, Ryan, nothing like she just posted some photos and then she deactivated her Instagram account, but that's kind of a big deal in a sense. But also I'm kind of going from like, you know, decades of pop culture of like reading about this stuff is that this stuff repeats itself. What do I always say? It kind of, it's cyclical. It repeats itself. And we always tend to kind of make these weird judgment calls on people instead of just listening kind of going like, okay, well, this dude might make great music and he might be like so good to his fans, but he also might potentially do a lot of harmful things or done a lot of harm harmful things to Megan Fox. Um, and I know a lot of you guys are fans of Megan Fox. I mean, of Machine Gun Kelly, because I've actually talked about him before and I've gotten some really strong opinions back, you know, of fans of his. And I hope you can hear this um, without anybody getting defensive. I'm just really curious to see where this goes from here, if that makes sense. So... Um, so we talk a little bit about that. Uh, we, we go all around the world here and we talk a lot about the Rihanna performance and I, we were wrong on what we thought she would open with, what she, we thought she would close with. We are just categorically wrong the whole way through, but that doesn't matter, folks. It's a lot of fun. I had a blast talking to Sophie today. It was great. Um, you know, I only get to talk to her like once every two weeks now. So it's really fun for me. It's like talking to a friend. Well, I mean, it is a friend. So it's really just, uh, fun for me where I'm like, Oh, Cool. Cause I'm the kind of guy, like you ask my friends, I don't pick up a call. I don't pick up a phone and just call my friends. I just don't do that. Um, so it's really nice to have these things where like I'm forced to do it. Cause I remember like, Oh, I do love talking to people. It just has to be in the structured environment of a podcast because I'm, I'm mentally ill. <laughs> oh, also I want to share this with you guys. My mom texted me and she said, um, this was great. My mom goes, uh, I'm going back to Arizona this week. And she goes, Hey, should this be my next wig? It's really cheap. And she sent me a screenshot of this website called Wigsis. And I shit you not, it's a Lisa Rinna wig for $82. And it has Lisa's picture on it. And it's called, it says, uh, it's a 10 inch short capless synthetic layered Lisa Rinna wig. Like that's literally the title of this wig. And I just, I'm like, holy shit. And I was like, hell yeah, buy the Lisa Rinna wig, mom. I put that up on my Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. And finally, DirecTV, go to my Instagram, like and watch the um, thing I put in my reels with Claire Crawley 
Oh, that's the thing. I got, um, I think it's almost done now, but I, on Friday I got shadow banned on Instagram. They don't say shadow ban, but what they do is they hit you with a community guideline. So on Thursday night, you know, those pictures of Sarah Jessica Parker and the guy who plays Aiden and they were like kissing in the street. There was another thing for the new sex in the city and just like that season. And I think Sam Bravo historian posted it. And I said, run them down. Like as a joke, like, you know, I guess it's really not funny when I say it out loud and somebody reported it and I got a community guide, uh, guideline violation, which all of a sudden this thing pops up on your account and they say, you could lose your account. And I'm like, no. So that means, um, you probably still, cause I posted a lot today. So you probably see it but on saturday it really messed things up and i had to post this direct tv thing so if you get a chance go like that post because it was kind of hidden a little bit um just so direct tv because i have to send them the stats and stuff this week and i was really really appreciative of them letting me do that at BravoCon. okay oof, here we go we got one commercial today and we're gonna get into that and then we're gonna go to sophie ross with our pop culture roundup i hope you guys have a great week and i will talk to you on tuesday Oh, also, my audio in this with Sophie is not great, so I apologize. I'm not sure what's what's going on, um, but it's a little dicey, so I'll try to clean it up. But just to let you know, sorry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your pop culture roundup. I, uh, I, I've been talking about the Super Bowl all week, but I didn't realize it really was until today. And then I realized, oh, sh- oh shiz, Sophie's probably going to oh, watch the Super Bowl because she's super into sports. And, uh, but she's still here today. Uh, you know, listen, I don't know when her podcast is coming back because she has like 30 billion things, but I did want to highlight right up top her Substack. It's sophieross.substack.com. And I was just scrolling through it right now. And it's kind of insanely amazing. Just the amount of stuff. I'm just like, you've got Ariel Charnas in here. You got white Lotus. You got Lily Rose Depp and Nepo babies. You got James Corden's downfall. You got the try guy saga. You got, yay. You got all of these kind of amazing deeper pop culture stories than we're able to even get into. So I wanted to give that a shout out at the beginning, but screw that. Let's get down to business. We got Sophie Ross. What is up, Sophie? What'd you cook for the Super Bowl today? Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I actually just, Ryan knows I'm like a little frantic right now because I just made sure to get completely, because we have to go to the Super Bowl party soon. It's 4.30 my time. And the game starts, I think, at 6.30. Um, but anyway, I just got completely ready. I just kind of like did my hair, but I'm probably going to like take it down. So if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but I made Cincinnati chili dip. I still need to put it in the oven, but it's cream cheese, Cincinnati chili. It's called skyline chili and then cheddar cheese on top. And then Tostitos scoops I'm bringing. And then oh. also hot sauce. and that's, that's my contribution to the Super Bowl party. Um, whose who's yeah. friends are, are they mutual friends or are they his friends? And now they your friends are your friends, friends. friends. They are my boyfriends, like Eagles, because the Eagles are playing and he's an Eagles fan. We're watching with Eagles people. So it should be interesting. Um, I'm wearing, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I don't know if you know, but I don't, by the time you even get to this party, we might be under attack by aliens. We, we just shot down our three, a third really? unidentified object. Ryan, I keep fantasizing about the aliens like landing in the middle of the Super Bowl and it's like Bane. <laughs> like, fun? Deep people of Los Angeles, I am your leader now. Yes. <laughs> like, that would be like kind of fun and cool. But yeah, well, there's like UFO, there is um, the Chinese spy balloon, and there's Chernobyl 2.0. 
in Ohio. What's Chernobyl 2.0? What's going on in Ohio? What? There's a poisonous train crash that is releasing toxic fumes. A whole Ohio, it's East Palestine, Ohio, had to evacuate, and no one's talking about it. And the government is. I I have not heard about this at all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) A whole town in Ohio. Wait, and and pets have died from the toxic fumes from this train crash and no one's talking about it. the government is like trying to cover it up like it's really crazy guys if i get assassinated after recording this you know who did it wait fine well listen i was just about to, I, until you said the pet thing which really bummed me out i was gonna be like well this is what happens when you release on the same week as vanderpump rule season premiere it gets totally overshadowed that's it totally gets overshadowed but this is I mean, I got to say, I'm really kind of weirdly horrified, but at the same time, kind of like, well, I guess we're due for an alien invasion. Like, I don't, I w- it wouldn't shock me, shock me. I more think it's probably like China and Russia, like teaming up for something, but I Double do not know about the Ohio thing. China and Russia, yeah. Eiffel Towering us. The, the DP, Russia teabagging us with all their might. Um, that's <laughs> horrifying, you guys. It would be cool if the aliens did go on Disturbia, like Disturbia, and like there's a huge spaceship, and everybody would think it would be part of the show. Wait, that'd be kind of amazing if the aliens were like, "Yeah, let's fuck shit up," and then they see that Rihanna's performing, and they're like, "Wait, hold up," and what? then they're like, "Bump, bump, bump, and little alien people are dancing. And this, and the the crappy thing is, if aliens did, like you'd have at the SoFi Center or where in Arizona, you would have, uh, you would have like a bunch of people stitching TikToks of like, oh my god, and you would have like the TikTok music behind it. People would already start doing alien TikTok dances. It would be insane. Um, Rihanna, are you excited to see her? Because that's what everybody. It's almost it's too funny now, where it's like that's all everybody's talking about. Oh my god, I'm. Do you have an opinion? I'm so excited. And the Super Bowl party that we're going to, we all had to do one of those like surveys where it's like you're you're whoever wins the most. It's like how long is the the what's it called gonna be? I don't know why I can't talk right now. 13 minutes, 13 minutes, 13 minutes. No, 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 not the halftime show. The the Pledge of Allegiance. No, the national anthem. Oh, yes. Yeah, the national anthem. They always take bets on how long the national anthem goes. Right. So it's like little questions like that. And it's like, what's what's the first commercial going to be? And I said a car commercial. Um, What is the song that Rihanna is going to open to? Like, what's her opening song going to be? And I think it's going to be Run This Town. But I could also seeing I could also see it being um, We Found Love. So we'll see. We'll see. Do you think there's going to be a special guest? Because I was wondering if she was going to bring out Eminem. Like somebody said, Calvin Harris, and I was like, I don't think enough people know Calvin Harris's face, even though she has that. Like I, I wouldn't like somebody on the ones and twos, like DJ James Kennedy. Gah, 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 gah. Like I don't think she'll have a duet no, or like Eminem, a special guest. Eminem would be interesting. What's the one song they did together about tying tying her to the bed and setting the house on fire? Love the way you lie. I think that, that oh, no, it's actually called tying you up to the bed and the house yeah. is on fire. Yeah. Love the um, way you lie. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I like Rihanna seemed really unbothered by this whole thing. Like we're all freaking out. And she's like, yeah, we're just changing things. I'm just trying to have fun. And we're and then she announced yesterday, she's like, you know what? An album's gonna be a lot of work at this time for me. So I think we're gonna have to wait on that. Like it's really hysterical. I mean, I guess when you're a billionaire of a Fenty empire, you really don't need to give a shit what anybody else thinks. 
I think that she is going to announce something. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a tour residency, new album. I feel like there's going to be something only because it's like Apple Music is like, oh, it's their halftime yeah. show. It's going to be something. It's the first one. It's the first Apple Music halftime show, right? right? Well, it's going to be, it's going to be something with Apple Music. If it's like an Apple Music exclusive album, I will be like, that is the smartest thing, Apple Music. Because that's the only reason I would use Apple Music. What if, it's, what if it's something dumb like a Rihanna colored iPad? <laughs> it's, it's like Rihanna's face on an iPad. No, all, I did hear the, the concert thing. I heard the residency concert thing where she was going to be picking like certain venues and she would be doing like five shows at that venue over amount of time. So she wouldn't have to travel to each town. I heard that was a distinct possibility after this, but we'll see. Uh, is there any good sports gossip? Well, which by the way, and how dare you machine gun Kelly and Megan Fox to make this about yourself on this day of Rihanna's like, this is Rihanna's day. And now all of a sudden we're dealing with Megan Fox deleting her Instagram like account after she started calling out machine gun Kelly. You obviously saw this, right? How dare you? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Whatever's going on, I feel I feel bad because it does not seem good. Um, with Megan Fox, she posted the one thing. Did you see right. the one thing she posted with the thing in the background? And if you flip the image, you could read that it was like how to get away from domestic uh, abuse. Did you right. see that? Yes, that's me- like that's on purpose, obviously. I think it's on purpose, obviously, and something is definitely up. And I mean, people that follow her closely have noticed, like, she's been kind of dropping hints for a while now. So, like, I don't know. I hope she's okay. I just, I hate that it's like a Beyonce album, like dropping hints. Like, when you're dropping hints to get out of a relationship, like it's a surprise album. But they've obviously been fighting now for a year, but they're also engaged. They drank each other's blood under a banyan tree at their engagement. And then last night... They were in Arizona for Super Bowl parties. And Machine Gun Kelly, no offense, I know a lot of you guys like him, but he looks like a goofy version of an X-Man. He's always like dressed like, you know, and uh, he supposedly electrocuted himself at his Super Bowl performance, which I was like, oh, nice, cool. Um, But Megan Fox, it just seems like uh, she called him out for lying. And then she unfollowed everybody except for Eminem, Timothy Chalamet, and uh, who's the other one? Harry Harry Styles. Styles. Yeah. How, yeah. but we know we know Eminem, we know Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly hate each other, so that was a direct slam. But who has a problem with Timothy Chalamet? Like, like Machine Gun Kelly hates Timothy Chalamet. What are like a little kid to hate? I know that's really weird. That's a weird one. I don't know how like calculated those follows are, but definitely interesting. Something is going on for sure. Um, so I, I guess I need to get your I'm hoping you dug it as much as I did, but what did you think of the premiere of Vanderpump Rules? I loved it. I thought it was so fun. We're seeing Raquel, Lala, and Katie be single. Like, I feel like that's something that we've been missing for the past few seasons from, from some of the flop seasons is like, there's no like hooking up. It's all these old married couples having babies. Like no one cares about that. Um, so the fact that we have these newly single, like messy, like Raquel is in her villain era. Um, James, but did you notice how Raquel got into her voice? Like I was watching the end of last season and she was still in the ah shaky voice. Yeah. And this season she's like, what's going on everybody? I'm Raquel. And it's like a very clear, stronger yeah. voice than last season. Yeah. I think maybe she was like scared of James when they were together. I don't really know, but James is 
clearly fallen off the wagon again. Um, what else? What else happened? Well, the Peter thing with the nachos was hysterical. Like the the nachos thing of like, yeah. I, I really wanted to, I really wanted to get you those nachos, Raquel. She's like, I don't know, did I want nachos? You did. You kept saying it yeah. the other night, and I'm gonna get you those nachos. Yeah, he was like, ever since you said the other night that you wanted nachos, I have been on a mission to get you those nachos. And she's like, did I? She was like, I I forgot about those nachos, honestly. He's like, you're going to eat those fucking nachos, whatever. I, you're going to eat those nachos. And then at the end, they go to this party together. And he's like, well, I'm going to get good and wasted tonight. And I'm like, what a weirdo. He's like, just like, well, I'm going to sit here and get inebriated by myself then. Okay. Like, sounds good. And and yeah. everybody, I like that Peter finally has a storyline, but it's that he's kind of geeky. He has no idea. Like, oh. he's always so oblivious to the fact that these women aren't actually into him. Like, I feel like Peter like thinks he has chemistry with all of these women. Remember like Vale? Like he always yeah. thinks he has chemistry and it's like Raquel wants nothing to do with you. Well, he, even she says, she goes, he's not really my type, but he's a man. Like he pays his bills on time kind of a vibe and DJ James Kennedy's like a baby. But like even yeah. DJ James Kennedy's like, yeah, he always talks about how many bitches he fucks getting on that big belly. Uh, uh, uh. Like, DJ James Kennedy is a rep- repulsive person that happens to like be weirdly funny in the meanest way. He's like a five-year-old. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. James Kennedy. <laughs> Remember when he was putting on his elf powder? Like <laughs> I missed, I missed those confessional. The James, he's a horrible person, but his confessionals are yes. unmatched. That's I said. No matter how you feel about him, you can't deny that we, it's like a Jax 2.0 in certain ways. Like we need somebody to be that big of a prick to actually make this show go. And he's not going to be like a a heart, like people aren't going to be like fall in love with him, but he's going to make this show continue to go because he says reprehensible things and it needs that. What do you think about Katie and Schwartz, that relationship finally seeing it kind of dissipate? Well, we're finally kind of seeing, I feel like Tom Schwartz's, mask is officially falling this season. So for like the past decade, we've seen Schwartz kind of be like, he kind of like suppresses that like asshole side of himself for, for Katie. He's like the meek little, like, you know, Oh, Bubba. But it's like, we are, I feel like going to see Schwartz become the asshole that he really is this season. Um, and Katie, I'm, (laughs) Sorry, by the oh. way, my 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 man's is, is he there? Is He's like, let's go. I know, I know. I was telling Ryan, I was telling Ryan that we need to leave for the Super Bowl party at a certain time. So, okay, yeah. Did you preheat the oven, cutie pie? <laughs> okay, love you, sweetie. <laughs> love you, sweetie. Sorry, baby. Dude. Sorry, dude. Um, no, I just I think the short thing. You're right. We are going to see him, kind of. I mean. Katie was always there. Like the, the reason why we all kind of love Katie right now is because we actually saw her and what she had to put up with. So we like kind of like, I mean, I don't hate Tom Schwartz at all, but we saw what Katie had to go through. And also Katie's honest and saying like, yeah, I've hooked up with a couple of people since then. And if Schwartz was asked the same question, Schwartz would never be as forthcoming. You know what I'm saying? Like Katie's kind of lives her life. seems like Wait, honestly. on watch what happens live when Andy, oh, I forgot who asked this question about Schwartz. Like, are you ready to admit that you stepped out on Katie? 
during your marriage. Oh yeah. He was like, he was like, the wheels were turning. He was like, do I like admit it? And he like basically admitted that, yes, he was cheating on Katie way more than the times that we've seen. And Sandoval was- He said a couple times. I'm like, I doubt it was just making out that he was doing, if we're being honest. Well, my theory with Schwartz was always that he would get so wasted because he wanted to cheat. You know what I'm saying? Like he would get so wasted. So it would give him a re like, I don't know if it was like sub, it was deep in his subconscious, but I always felt like he did that because it like let him do that and kind of have a reason why he did that. I'm like, Oh, Bubba, I was so, I was so wasted, Bubba. I was, I don't even remember Bubba. Right. Right. He's like, I couldn't, if I can't uh, remember it, then how did I, how do I know I did it? So it's exactly. like, yeah. well, it's Kyle Cook in a way, Kyle Cook in a sense, when he was doing that at Summer House a couple seasons ago. Um, but I think uh, I saw that on Watch What Happens Live and it shocked me that I was like, dude, you just admitted to multiple times cheating on her like it was nothing. Like, well, you know how it is in a marriage. You got to step out. And I was like, that's wild to fully admit on national television. Like, that's so. And he goes, I have no regrets. And then he proceeded to say a bunch of regrets he had. And I was like, that actually is regrets, Tom. That's full regrets. <laughs> um, and I like Ariana and Tom and Sheena. They're kind of like this nice sprinkling right now. Like I want more Sheena, but when we had Sheena, it was funny. She did a talking head about Randall not being the owner of Pickleball. And if he right. was the owner of Pickleball, the Pickleball Association would probably sue him. I thought that was funny. Right. Yeah, no, that was funny. There was no Brock, obviously, which I think was good for us. No Brock. Um, and I'm, little Lisa, very little Lisa. Very little Lisa. I think between um, between Lala and my grandma's FaceTiming me, by the way, but I'm not going to answer. Between Lala in, and Schwartz, um, I think that... I'm obviously team Lala, even though I'm like, I'm, I never thought I would say that because Lala is so insufferable. But in this instance, it's like, why is he still hanging out with Rand? Like he doesn't need to, there's no reason to. That's what I'm saying. Like, and he kept using pickleball as an excuse. Like it was some sport that like you're magically drawn to. And like, that was the funny part of like, dude, I just want to play pickleball, dude. That's all it is. I love pickleball. And it really is a ridiculous thing to use an ex- as an excuse. Like, I'm not much of a dude, but I even know that I don't think pickleball is like the brotastic sport that he wants to make it as. What is, I don't understand, like, what is with everyone's sudden obsession with pickleball? Like, where did pickleball come from? I, I think it's like, it's, that's why I said on the show on Friday, I said, this is, there's like, it's like big pharma. There's like big pickleball somewhere where they're paying people to get into it. Like my sister got into pickleball all of a sudden in Arizona and all of her like friends are playing it. I was like, what is going on? In Arizona, I'm a pickleball truther. I really am. Okay. Like there's something going on. There's something going on. <laughs> I think it has to do with the aliens personally. Um, yeah. Summer House comes back tonight. Are, are you excited for somewhere else? We got the reveal on Friday that Carl no longer works at Loverboy. He is an investor, but he no longer works at Loverboy. Thoughts? Wait, I was going to ask you when Summer House came back because I genuinely had no idea. Um, wait, it's it's on Sundays now? No, Monday. It's Well, t- tomorrow this um, is going to air on Monday. Um, and then so tonight. Yeah, I it's airing so right up against stupid. the Super Bowl. It's right I'm, up against the I'm Super Bowl. I'm so stupid. Ryan always does that. Like, he's obviously talking to the listener. But I'm like, no, you're ta- it's all about me. And for me, it's Sunday. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, it's on Mondays. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, that'd be really silly if they premiered it during the Super Bowl. 
Um, yeah, that would be that would be like a really weird move on Bravo's part. In fact, is Potomac reunion airing tonight? Because or are they going to wait a week to do that? That would be stupid um, I, as well. I don't think it is. I was just looking on um, the TV guide. And I think they're just doing below deck reruns tonight. Oh, so yeah, that's literally what they air all the time. I know, um, okay. I know. Yeah, no Potomac so Carl- on Sunday night. The Last of Us. Did you know The Last of Us? They um, had their newest on episode Friday. on Friday. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I'm so in. Guys, Oh. I want guys. There's a new show on HBO I talked about last week called The Last of Us. I think there's four or five episodes right now. Uh, you might have heard a lot about the standalone episode with the uh, the two dudes, the guy Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman, which was beautiful. But it's really great blend of Walking Dead, but even kind of takes it even more serious. And it's like this beautiful story. But that last twenty minutes of last night's episode was like, oh, and that little boy, the little boy was so good. The little deaf kid was like amazing. I know, I know. <laughs> I can't even talk about it because I'm gonna cry. Um, yeah, but yeah, The Last of Us. I have. I was like kind of late to the party. I feel like, but I'm finally caught up, and it's obviously amazing. It lives up to the hype, and I was not. It should come as no surprise that I'm not like a gamer. Like I didn't play the game or anything. Um, but it's still obviously amazing. And then, can somebody you- explain the game though? Do you do you play the like? I know this That's is based on a I, video game. Is, is there like scenes that you play and you like talk for the I character? Asking, like, I don't get it. I was asking the same thing because now everyone's posting like TikToks and reels of like scenes from the video game. And I'm like, is it just like, do you just sit there and watch it? Or like, can you control anything as a player? Like, I don't get how it works. Yeah. I, and I know there's obviously you probably fight fight the, the mushroom the fungi people but other than that it's supposed to be like a storytelling game and i'm just not a gamer at all so i mean i really love the show but i don't know if you like the video game if the show holds up or not but it's it's really flipping good um uh did you get to see any of the grammys last week and what were your thoughts about beyonce not winning the major award and it going to harry styles um i actually didn't watch the grammys because i like just don't care about the grammys I just, I think that I'm just like, I'm not as into music as I want to like pretend I am. I listen to podcasts constantly. Like if I'm using Spotify these days, 99% of the time it's podcasts. I feel like I'm so behind on like the hot, cool music. I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok. I know I sound so lame, but I just like don't. You don't wait. You don't. I thought you did. I thought you started TikTok. Or in fact, I saw one of your TikToks the other day. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I did post on TikTok the other day, but like, I'm not like scrolling. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm not super into like the hot, young, hip, like artists that all the young kids are into. I just like, I don't know. I just, I, I can't keep up with music these days. And it's not like you know when you would drive as like, like for me, when I was like a 16 year old, like a teenager driving and I would just put on the radio because aux cords weren't even like a thing yet. And I would just put on the radio and the radio would introduce me to like what music. Now it's like, I'm just overwhelmed. Like, what am I supposed to listen to? Hey guys, we will be back to that discussion in just one second. Uh, I believe we were just talking about there being too much. And uh, I want to talk about our sponsor this week, which is just enough. It, I, I wish there was too much of this because it is genuinely a product that I now love. Uh, our, our, our sponsor this week is our friends over at Factor. That's right. Fact, this is a food delivery service that is just 
has been perfect for me. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple examples of why, because I mean, it's healthy, it's nutritional, and also it's already pre-cooked. I just have to put it in a microwave. Um, I want to tell you something. When I started this new year, uh, we all always have like goals for ourselves, right? Uh, if you just listened to even the show most recently this past week, I was talking about my struggles right now with my weight. Uh, I'm working out and I was talking to my, my trainer, which I'm lucky enough to have a trainer, but we were talking about nutrition goals. And it's so funny because um, I said, listen, I don't think I'm eating correctly. I think um, I, I need somebody to take this uh the the guessing game out of this for me. I just need something that I can like put in there that I know this is good for me and this is the right amount of calories and nutrition and stuff like that. And I, I'm not even kidding when he recommended Factor and I was like, oh dude, that is hysterical because they are going to be one of my sponsors. And he was like, no way. Um, so the other story I wanted to tell about Factor really quick is that I did get to try them a month ago when I was at my parents' place and we ordered a bunch of keto meals from them, which they have tons of meals, but my mom, you know, like it was perfect because my mom was going through her first round of chemo and we were all able to eat the meals that they get. And it was like this nice, warm, prepared meal that we were all able to enjoy. Um, unfortunately I had to share with my parents, so they got me off my nutrition plan. So I'm actually buying this with my own, uh, my own moolah because it is kind of perfect for what I'm trying to do with my health goals now. Uh, but Factor is there to help you achieve every one of them. You can fuel up fast with ready-to-eat, nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving your time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. You can get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. A lot of us are too busy to cook. And with Factor, you skip that trip to the grocery store, you skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up. Uh, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Two minutes. So all you have to do is just heat and enjoy. And this doesn't even matter what kind of lifestyle you have. Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live it to the fullest. They got keto, they got calorie smart, they got vegan plus veggie, and they also have protein plus options on the menu each week. Now, each week you can go and they'll kind of map out the whole month of what they have. These are some of the things that you can choose from. You got sun-dried tomato chicken with zucchini noodles, which is keto and protein plus. You got ranch baked chicken with cheesy broccoli rice and roasted mushrooms. That's keto and protein plus. You got black pepper and sage pork shop pork chop with smoked cheddar Brussels sprouts and creamy broccoli, which is also keto and protein plus. Uh, you got creamy Parmesan chicken with broccoli and tomatoes. These are all different options. And guess what? It changes each week. So there's always something new and exciting to look forward to. Like I'm already looking into March and they got turkey, chili and zucchini. Uh, they got jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. I mean, it really is cool and so many options so you don't get bored with what you eat. There's 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options. So there's always something new to try. Plus you can round out these meals, which is so cool. You can round them out with like an assortment of 36 plus sweets, smoothies, juices, and like satisfying add-ons like that. And you can cut back on the takeout, so that saves money there. You just get Factor instead. 
it's cheaper than takeout. So you eat vegan or veggie. It's a snap. Each meal, like I said, prepared by chefs and dietitians. So get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals, enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So here is the deal. Head to factormeals.com. That's F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash so bad 50 and use code so bad 50 five zero to get 50% off your first box. That's code so bad 50 at factormeals.com slash so bad 50 to get 50% off your first box. I mean, that's, it's worth trying it and seeing if it, listen, I don't like, I wish everything was free. I wish my trainer was free, but it's like, sometimes I have to actually invest in things that are, that are going to help me in the long run, if that makes sense. So why not give it a shot? I know I am giving it a shot. So let me know if you do too. Um, and we, we can be factor friends. <laughs> okay. You guys. Oh, also, I'll put all that information in the show notes as well, so you can hit the link in there, too, if you forget what I said right here. Yeah, there's so much. So I, and also the Grammys, like, I feel like the Grammys have always kind of been a joke. Like, they're always awarding, they're always awarding, like, the industry plants and the people, the people in the industry that make them the most money. They're not, they're not really awarding those that make the best music. Like, I just always feel like the Grammys are a joke. So like, I understand why people are frustrated by the Beyonce snub. Um, but she but also, I also ended like, up being the most decorated artist of all right. time that night. And I like, I don't, I like Harry Styles. I just thought it was fascinating that all of a sudden we're like, a lot of people were like, fuck Harry Styles. And it was like, that's wild. Oh, so like, like all of a sudden. I feel like the Harry Styles downfall has been like, it's really been heating up and this was like the perfect moment for people to really like let loose and tell the world how much they deep down despise Harry Styles, which it kind of like, you know, for a while he was one of those people that had just like this rabid stand base on Twitter and that you couldn't really like insult on Twitter without getting attacked. And now I'm like, all I see are negative Harry Styles tweets. Oh, all um, of a sudden it just like popped up where everybody was like, yeah. they even did a reverse angle of him on stage and people were like, this was Beyonce's award. You know, you're a loser. And I thought that's weird to be at that high of a moment in your life and still be being made fun of. And I was like, that's so bizarre to me because you would like both. And the Grammys are just like the Oscars. They're voted on. And it's kind of ridiculous at the end of the day because you can't quantify talent. You just can't. I know. I just, I doubt that Beyonce cares as much as everyone else cares. I really yeah. just, I, I think that they all know that like, it's who cares who cares about the Grammys at this point like the Grammys are not the end-all be-all of like what what is I know that it's a prestigious award obviously that you know all of these artists will work towards and dream about winning um but Beyonce has won more Grammys than anyone on the planet and I think that she's probably satisfied with you know her yeah, I think she's by the way I think she's really I think she's more than good and by the way, yeah. like I'll never win a Grammy and like there's a good chance you'll probably never win a Grammy. And therefore, I don't truly care right. who wins the Grammy. No, I know. I said probably. I okay. I mean, listen, now I'm going to take that back. You probably will win one. I know I definitely won't win one. Um, I, I do want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I forgot to mention that Viola Davis did EGOT at the Grammys. And that really, truly is amazing. Where the Emmy, Emmy, Grammy, Tony and the Oscar. And she's won all of those now, which is insane. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring up uh, really quick the Army Hammer article from a week and a half ago 
Um, Vanity Fair has this side publication now called Airmail, which is delivered online. And they have some decent articles about the Idaho killer, um, uh, the Idaho murders. But they released this Army Hammer article. And it was the, I just think it was like, this was a weird time to pick for you to come back. And I don't think it particularly worked. What were your thoughts? Um, first of all, it was, I don't want to sound like Kyle Richards, but it was like extremely long. I had to, I had to read it in like three separate settings because it was just so long. Um, Sutton read it in one sitting. Sutton was able to knock that out immediately. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the redemption arc that he probably was hoping for. Um, the fact that a lot of it came down to him kind of denying these experiences of these women um, was just bullshit. So I don't think yeah. he's going to be accepted back to Hollywood anytime soon. And I think he probably knows that deep down, even though this is so, like an attempt at a comeback, he's not going to get hired anytime soon. It was kind of satisfying hearing about all of the dominoes falling when this first happened, like just job after job after like, he was like on top of the world. He had tweeted that thing in early 2021 where he was like, I'm going to make 2021 my bitch and kneel bitch, down yeah. for me and kiss my, I'm going to tie, I'm going to tie 2021 up like a, right. yeah. Right. Um, I found this interesting because already holes started getting poked in this interview immediately because he had done this. And I had told you guys about that. I found it so ridiculous where he said, well, I'm not ridiculous because if anybody threatens their life, like we've learned from Jen Shaw, you have to take it seriously. But he said, Hey man, I swam all the way out into the ocean until my oh. muscles couldn't work anymore. And I just thought maybe I'll drown or a shark will get me. And, you know, I just happened to make it back. But in that moment, I didn't want to be there. And he put it at a certain time. And then Courtney Vukovic or one of the ladies said, uh, weird. I have the same story that Army texted me a year and a half before he said this even happened. And so Vanity Fair, this airmail had to make an update to the article in the last couple of days. It says, editor's note, in his initial interview with airmail, Hammer dated his uh, unaliving by drowning attempt as having occurred in February 2021, but has since said that he confused the date and that it had occurred in the summer of 2020. So Army now is confused. He goes on record saying, you know what? I am actually confused about when I swam into the ocean because Courtney actually had the text message proof of that he was like repeating this story again oh, and again. And that was before, and that was before any of this came out. So yeah. that actually was like my favorite part of the article because I was just picturing him like, he was like, I would just hope to get eaten by a shark or like struck and killed by a boat. What are the odds of either of those things happening? What are the odds? They're like statistically Unless impossible. you're the Murdoch, the Murdoch boys, you know. I know. And then when it didn't happen, he would just like swim back to shore. He's like, oh, well, maybe next time. And someone, I guess I'm indestructible. Replied, I tweeted about this and someone replied and they were like, they were like, you can come help me if you want. Like Jax Taylor. Jax <laughs> Help! Help! Wait, speak well. So, anyways, the army thing I just thought was ridiculous. Well, not ridiculous, but I think if you're looking at career rehab, you have this happening. You have his uh, his father's memorial service uh, coming up either next weekend or the weekend after that, and we'll probably get uh, a photograph of army looking somber. Which I'm not saying because he obviously is a tragedy, but I do feel like this is part of a overall image rehab for him, and I just don't know if this step right here worked for him. And I also want to know more about why this author wrote this article in the, the first place, because he said he was put in touch through an intermediary 
for Army, and I want to know who, who that intermediary is. Like, who's the one that invested in trying to get this man in airmail for an interview? Like, I want to know who who set that up. Was it Robert Downey Jr.? Was it, you know? You know who randomly writes for Airmail Weekly is Cassie David. Oh, God. Larry David's just, daughter? I'm, I'm obviously not implying that she has anything to do with the yeah, Army yeah. Hammer arc. But, like, when I think of Airmail Weekly, I think of um, Cassie David. Because that's what her column is on. So, um, I don't know. Who knows? Speaking of the villains, though, you were talking about Jax. And uh, Jax actually is confirmed for a reality show on E! We finally got him back on TV, and they're doing an all-villains show. And so it's a house of villains. It's him, Tiffany Pollard, who I love New York. Uh, you got Johnny Fairplay from Survivor. You have, uh, uh, I think, somebody from Big Brother. Like, there's a really slew of decent people. And I was going to ask you this, because I kept thinking about this. If the show is saying these are all bad people, are we allowed to enjoy Jax again in that capacity? If we're all already saying these are horrible people. Um, I think there's a spectrum of horrible people because Corinne Olympios, for instance, I don't think that she is like an evil, like remorseless piece of shit. I think she's like yeah. a normal girl that kind of, she's from the bachelor, Nick Vile season of the bachelor. Um, I think there's a spectrum. And then you have Johnny Fairplay, who obviously was a horrible person when he was on Survivor. Who else? He said his grandma died. He said his grandma died to get on, uh, to uh, get like, uh, uh, to get an advantage in Survivor. It was. Yeah. uh, You know who Tiffany Pollard? I love New York. Wait, no, I, is, am I, I'm confirming. Is she on the show? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I read. I love I love Tiffany Pollard. She's iconic. Yeah. So it's like, there's a spectrum. I think that like Jax is so pathetic at this point, And this is all he has that like, okay, sure. I'm sure he's going to be entertaining, but like, I don't know. Do you, how do you think how deep into the first episode we'll get the first, you know what? I played a character on the reality show. It's not the real me. I played a villain. Like you know, I wasn't I- an actual villain. I'm married with, you know, a child now. That life is just behind me. I knew what I had to do to pay the bills. Yeah. You're no angel, you know, sweetheart. You're no angel. Yeah. You know how expensive Los Angeles is? Do you know how pricey things are? I have to put food on the table. I'm doing this for my dad. I'm doing this for my family. I'm a father now. I'm a father. I'm a husband. <laughs> And you know what? Let those crazy kids enjoy themselves on Vanderpump Rules. And by the way, now I do get like, he is already off filming because I was like, why is Jack so quiet? I was like, is he really just sad that Vanderpump Rules started up again without him? And like, it must be really sad for like, you know, Kristen and, and, and the others to watch all of this kind of good attention being put on the show. And everybody's like, Vanderpump's back. And I just like have to imagine for them, it's got to be potentially a sad time. Cause they're like, oh man, I used to be on that show and people really, Right. You know, it just, it's got to feel weird, but I, I guess Jax is off filming this show. He's finally, and Wait. I, I'm kind of excited. Can I just say that I tweeted during the show, one of those videos, you know, the COVID, the anti-vax, like people that are like, oh, look what the vaccine did to me. I can't stop shaking. <laughs> yeah. uh... I tweeted a video of one of those and I was like, this is Jax Taylor tonight, knowing that like his show is premiering again without him for the second <laughs> season. And someone DM'd me and they were like, 
doesn't this woman have like a nerve disorder? Like, I, where's the joke? Like, I'm so offended. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was very offended. And I was like, yeah. wait, no, this is one of the anti-vaxxer people. And then I found the original one and she was like, oh, you're right. You're right. But I was like, I'm not making oh, quite a nerve disorder. I promise. It is wild though, for people that are chronically online, but they're like trying to like do good and virtue signal and stuff. Like I did a Ilaria Baldwin uh, that video from a couple of weeks ago where she was like, you got to stop following my kids. It says you got to stop. They want to say mommy, mommy. And I, I, I literally put in the description. I agree with Hilaria Bald Hillary Baldwin about what she's saying about the paparazzi following. I agree with that completely. What took me out was the ex- intense use of the accent and people still to this, like it was two weeks ago and I'm still getting comments of like, Oh God, she's still doing the accent or how dare you? You are a sick man. Do you not see these paparazzi hounding her? I'm like, once again, please read this. It is a sickness for somebody to take on an accent of somewhere you never lived. Just because you appreciate something doesn't mean you need to do cosplay of that. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Right. And it's also not like a, a victimless crime. Like the fact that Ilaria was cosplaying appropriating a culture for her entire career and getting on magazine covers because of it and getting, you know, special interviews and appearances because of it is all very nefarious. And not to mention the fact that the people that we should actually be focusing on right now or thinking about right now, instead of feeling bad for Ilaria and Alec. Is Hela Hutchins and... Helena Hutchins' son and husband. That is who we should be pitying. I have no pity or sympathy for the Baldwins. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't. And yeah. I think I actually talked about this um, maybe maybe a couple weeks ago when we we've, were talking. I mean, we talked a lot about her over the years, you know. No, no, no. I know, but the fact that Alec like spoke to the police without a lawyer 
right after it happened was like something that people are like, no, why did you do that? You should never, ever, ever do that. It's clearly someone that thought he was so untouchable and so famous and so rich that he would never have to face consequences. Um, and also the fact that apparently he didn't take mandatory firearm training that he was supposed to take. Yeah. He's going to be found. I mean, he's already charged with manslaughter, but he's definitely going to be liable. And I I will say, I do feel bad for the Baldwinitos for the children. Yeah. Um, I do feel bad for them because there's so many of them and how, how are Alec and Ilaria going to be able to afford them? Um, no one's going to hire I mean, Alec. He's going to be sued out of his ass. Um, it's I, I feel sad. Yeah, for the another lawsuit got filed this week from the family. So the lawsuits keep coming in because he not only was an actor on this, he was the producer, one of the producers on the movie itself. So, you know, since he was in charge of the overall safety, even just by name of a producer right. on the movie. Um, right. Uh, I know you got to get out of here. definition. Yeah. I know you got to get out of here in like five minutes or a little. Uh, so I want to do a no, couple no, of just opinions. Do you follow, did you watch Real Houses in New Jersey? I don't know if you mess with that show, but I wanted to get your opinion on the De Teresa Giudici, Jacqueline Larita photo from yesterday. No. Okay. I watched back when Jacqueline was on it. And then I watched like back in the day and I'm like so many seasons behind at this point, but I saw that there was like a yeah. lot of drama with Teresa and Melissa in text messages. And like, I want to know what's going on because I, I don't watch. So, so, so basically it, so we had the season premiere of Jersey this week and I talked about it on Thursday's episode, but like it, it, it picks up right where the last five seasons have left off. They're still in the same bullshit fight. Melissa, Teresa, Melissa and Joey against Teresa. Teresa's with Louie now. And like, He's still, you know, the perfect guy to Teresa. But supposedly there was this text message that uh, they found out, like Melissa texted Teresa after the reunion last year saying, listen, I, I get it. I, you know, I'm not offended that you don't want me in your wedding, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to leave it alone. And then supposedly Melissa said two months went by. And then finally Teresa responded back and said, hey, I want to invite you to my 50th birthday party. It's an island party with all my closest friends. And Melissa was like, you waited two months to like, and the first thing is to invite us to a party. Like what, what's up with that? And then Teresa goes, actually, there were all these text messages in between. And then Melissa shot back of like, no, see, there was a six week period of time, all of this stuff. But at the same time, I'm kind of tired of the receipt stuff. It's like, I don't want us as the audience to have to do that. I want the show to do that. Like, why do they have to then relitigate in Instagram posts? And like Teresa's on her podcast, making a good point of saying, I gave birth on the show. I went to prison on the show. I did this on the show. I did that on the show. And you can't ride my coattails anymore, which is just, I get it from Teresa's side, but it's still bizarre on a whole nother level. Uh, and then yesterday we get the Jacqueline Larita photo where her and Jacqueline had not been friends for a very long time. And all of a sudden they're in Vegas with Louie and I think her dude as well. And they post a photo and everybody's like, oh shit. I just want that to be for real and not Teresa trying to get back at Melissa in some way. This shit has gone on way too long, in my opinion. And Teresa's fans, I think I'm one of them, but not intense as tree huggers are. They're yeah. like insane. On Twitter, people are like, it's like jihad or something. Like if you talk bad about Teresa, people are ready to like go nuts on you. I actually have heard that too from Sam Bush, Bravo Hysteria. Yes. Um, they're they're brutal, apparently, the tree huggers. 
Well, it's like, I don't hate Teresa at all, but I also don't hate Melissa at all. And it's like, you, I feel like you don't need to take some stand, like take a stand in your own life or something. You know? like, yeah. Pick a, you fence hugger. Are you kidding me? Um, I just thought that was funny being a new show, but it, there's also just a tie, like Teresa, I want, I think everybody wants to Teresa to be happy, but this obsession that they have with each other is so weird. And it's like, I guess some people you just have to let go. I'm okay if they're never friends again, but let's stop making it a plot point. Right. Just let it go. Let it go at this point. Yeah. I'm okay with just, let's just let it go. Uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. We get a Ben Affleck's Dunkin' Donuts commercial today at the Super Bowl, which I'm excited about, but uh, we got more pouting Ben Affleck stuff at the Grammys last week. Uh, Did you see that preview for the new movie he directed air with Matt Damon about the starting of Nike and getting Michael Jordan? It's called air. Um, it's, no. you're going to see the preview today in the Super Bowl, but they Ooh, released it early too. It looks awesome. I read that book, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the creator of uh, Nike. And he took a piece from the book, Ben Affleck. And it's all about them trying to get Michael Jordan to come over there as a young, young, young player. And he has to convince his parents to let them come. And that's what created Air Jordan, which then exploded Nike. But it's the story of just them trying to, and it's called Air of trying to win over Michael Jordan. And it looks really fucking good. I gotta say, I like Ben Affleck as a director a lot. Yeah, I mean, he, what What was the last thing he directed? Argo? It, no, well, uh, he did like this gangster, he did this gangster film um, called like The Nightfall. Um, it, oh. it, it was very little, it was very, it wasn't seen uh, I think a lot. It, I think it literally had gangster in the title, didn't it? Yeah, it was, it was some kind of gangster, um, uh, he didn't direct Deep Water. Um, ah, damn it. Well, anyways, I'm trying to, it wasn't the accountant. It wasn't. Was it American Gangster or something? No, it wasn't The Last Duel, but I liked that movie. Where's the, oh, Live By Night. It was called Live By Night. Oh, he what's American Gangster? Amer- oh, uh, that's Denzel Washington. That was a 2007 movie with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. Never mind. I love that movie, actually. That was a great movie. But I think Ben Affleck's a great director. And I thought this, uh, you're going to dig the preview because you like sports. And you're, I think your dude's going to like this as well. This seems like a movie I want. I just find it hysterical that no matter what, Ben Affleck seems miserable. He can have like the best of everything, but there's an internal miserable. I, that, it's kind of like, that's Relatable. how I feel like me. Yeah, yeah I feel that's how I feel. Yeah. Like I'm excited to talk to you right now, but after this, I'll just get there and like stare at a wall and just pout, you know, like, yeah, I just feel like, that. Wall like this with no phone or device, just like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, as we start winding down here, I just, I was looking over your subsect though. And I just, I got, there was earlier in the week, we had the rumor that call her daddy, father, Alexandra Cooper, or whatever oh, name is. Oh she was going to interview Adam Levine because there was a clip released of like, yeah. Okay, I uh, used to like Maroon 5. No, and, she goes like uh, this. She goes like this. How many girls from Instagram <laughs> did you DM? You have to be watching this on YouTube to like understand my mouth movements, but that's what she does. And she's like, how many times did you cheat? <laughs> and then it starts playing, <laughs> she will be loved. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh my God, Adam Levine. And then it ended up being Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Yeah. From Workaholics. Now, what, because you you have an article about, like, Call Her Daddy and stuff like that. And I, I've never listened to full episodes, but, like, 
people are always like, oh, you got to listen to Sophia Franklin, Sophia with an F, which used to be her yeah. podcasting partner and say, she, they're like, oh, she's really great. But it seems like, because I get a lot of her stuff pushed to me on TikTok, the Color Daddy Girl, and she got this insane deal from Spotify. And I found it interesting that Spotify takes this real big investment and like, you know, they paid $60 million. So they're going to push as much as they can towards her. So it didn't, it didn't seem too far, too crazy to me that Adam Levine would go on there because I'm sure Maroon 5 wants to get in good with Spotify. John Mayer did it a couple of weeks ago. Um, As somebody that's listened to it, is she a good interviewer or she just go for those sound bites? She is not a good interviewer at all. I'm sorry. I'm checking on my disc. Let's see how it looks. Who it looks amazing. Oh my God. Look at those nice, look at those nice cabinets. Wow. (laughs) You have a backsplash. Wow. Um, yeah, wait. So she's not a good interviewer. That's one of my biggest issues with her is that she, I feel like interviewing is kind of like an art slash science where you need to be able to take whatever their answer is and bounce off of that segue into something else, respond, listen to it, and not just have a list of rigid questions. She's the type of interviewer where she just like ignores what they say because she's just preparing the next question and then goes into her next prepared question. There's no like actual conversation or like insight. And she also like, if you're looking for what I guess that OG call her daddy was, which was like raunchy, crazy, sexy, like that is Sophia Franklin. Like she's insane. She basically just came out and said that she cheated on Suitman with a guy that ended up buying her a Birkin. She's like had tons of threesomes. She's just like, she's like genuine. Like she was the one that had the stories, had the wit, the humor, um, and I'm not, I know that I might be biased because I feel like I've been a huge Alex Cooper critic, but I feel like that's just like objectively the truth is that Sophia was the one with the crazy stories. Um, and yeah. What I was thinking about this just in terms of like pop culture right now is that it doesn't really seem, uh, even with the, um, the Prince Harry book, it seemed like I heard the same six an- antidotes, uh, or however you say, how do you say that word? Antidotes? It's, and you know well, what I'm saying. Sense. Anecdotes. anecdotes. Sorry. God, anecdotes. I heard the same six things without reading the book. And I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I've read the book because I've heard the same six things pushed out to the public. And that's the right. same thing with Caller Daddy is I always feel like there's three things that usually get pushed from each interview. And I was just wondering if she goes for those moments or if she actually lets a natural conversation happen. And then those moments just happen to appear. Because I was even thinking about that in terms of myself. Like I, I got to speak to Carl the other day and I was like, do I want to have a conversation? Do I want to try to get dirt? And I usually kind of err on the, I would like to have a conversation and see whatever unfolds right. from there, which is not the most popular way to think because you want to get pushed out in the press. I just didn't know if she was like actually all that in a bag of chips or no. if she just is those moments that she's going for, you know? I love how so many people are like, I have um, never. <laughs> what? <No. laughs> Sorry. Hide your face, hide your face. <laughs> I have I'll be, never I'll be listened I'll be to, like, I have never listened to an episode of Color. I actually was explaining this to my boyfriend recently. But, like, people are like, I've never listened to an episode of Color Daddy, and I really don't. Like, I love John Mayer. I'm one of his biggest fans. He's been my cover photo on Twitter for 10 years now. Why would you but, say this in front of your boyfriend right now? This is crazy. But I just, I can't, I can't listen to Call Her Daddy. I just can't get through it. And I feel like yeah. I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just curious because I get so much content pushed on TikTok to me about Alexander Cooper now. And so I just, I, I, I can't bring myself to listen to it and I eventually will, but it just, I think it's just interesting to see where she came from with Sophia Franklin 
to now. And then Sophia Franklin almost seems like she's going to have a better career long term because the world like she's not locked into some. I mean, it's amazing to have 60 million dollars or however much she had. But Sophia Franklin can do whatever she wants. And, you know, people are coming around to her again, it seems like from what I read. I think Sophia Franklin has more longevity for sure, because she actually is talented, in my opinion. So yeah, she was like the really funny one from what I had heard. I mean, I heard exactly. Alexandra was just like very um finally, did you watch the Pamela Anderson documentary? Yes. Oh my god, wasn't I, it flipping great? I have such a newfound respect for her, and I feel me bad too. It, took me, it took me this long to be like, Pam Anderson was done so wrong, and she is like such a down-to-earth, like it's so crazy how her life has played out getting discovered from being hot at a baseball game to becoming like this international sex symbol, literally probably the very first international sex symbol. Like it wasn't just like, I I guess you could argue maybe Marilyn. Who, 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 uh, Putin wanted to be around her. Like right, she was able to get something everyone, done for animals. Yeah. Baywatch was one of the first like internationally streamed, sitcoms or whatever you want to call it and no, it was an hour-long drama it wasn't a, it weirdly whatever, wasn't a sitcom. whatever it was either yeah. way she was one of our first international sex symbols and she's had such a crazy life with tommy lee marriages and kid rock marriages and just the craziness and the boobs i and, finally understood i finally understood yeah. the sex tape though like i never i didn't really fully right. understood because I was like, oh, she's been nude before. And that was such an ignorant way to think. But finally hearing it in her words about how betrayed she did feel, you really finally got it. And I thought that was, I was like, oh, damn, we really did do her wrong. Uh, these really were these personal things. And she truly was in love with this dude. And also the weird thing is like, once this dude was physical with her, Tommy Lee, she left. We always say women stay too long. How did, And like this girl should have been celebrated of like, she loved him, but she wasn't going to stay around for abuse. And what do you think? Because Tommy Lee's currently married to Brittany Furlon, who I believe is an influencer as well. And she's kind of making, she, well, TMZ leaked this story on Thursday, I think, of like text messages that Pamela Anderson has sent to Tommy, kind of explaining more about things. And there's only one person that could have leaked these text messages, and it's Brittany Furlon. And I think that's like, isn't it so weird that like, we're already talking about how much leaks hurt both Tommy and Pam in the past. And now somebody in their house is right. leaking Tommy's phone. That's weird right. to me. Exactly. Um, I haven't paid uh, too much attention to Brittany Furlon, but I guess she has not been handling this well, apparently. No, see, and, and by the way, I, and I get it, you know, you're protective of your husband, but at the same time, you can't come between somebody that like they have kids together. I don't think Pamela Anderson's like, let's get back together, but you know, they do have deep bonds that they probably, right. you know, have to talk through. But I love Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee responds by just showing a dick pic. He actually was like, check this out. Not to Pamela, but he just posted it on Instagram and Twitter. Oh my God. And he posted That's a dong shot. He always posts weird dick pics on Twitter. But I like that Pamela has like this deep, like romance, like she's explaining herself beautifully in a book. And, it, and he's like, check out my huge dong. Right. Um, anyway, so, uh, Sophie, who are you predicting to win the Super Bowl today? Just so, uh, I'll record this later after the Super Bowl, the top, what, what are we pr- predicting? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm hoping for the Eagles because that's my boyfriend's team. Um, so I, I'm going to say the Eagles. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. I'm going Eagles by 20 and I'm saying Rihanna's first song is, uh, run this town. Same. I think that too. <laughs> and finally, uh, sorry, sorry. who's the Green Bay Packers? Who's the Green Bay Packers guy? The, Aaron the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers supposedly is going into a hole for four days. 
to decide if he's going to play in the NFL again. And somebody's he's going, going to be into, like, yeah, he's trying to make a decision about what team he's going to go to. And he said, he's going and he's spending total darkness. Like that's when he's, he's just locking himself in a dark cabin with no light and no devices, and he's just going to, the decision is going to come to him. Oh man, just fucking don't be a weird. I like, come on. Like once he started taking ayahuasca, it was over. Anyways, you guys, uh, we're all going to go enjoy the Super Bowl, or at least Sophie is. And uh, I'm going to watch the Rihanna part of the Super Bowl and the commercials. But thank you guys so much. Thank you, Sophie. Uh, I hope you get to the, the party on time. And uh, this week will be a crazy week. We got Summer House tonight, another episode of Vanderpump Rules, Jersey, uh, Potomac on Sunday. So we got a good week of TV. Oh, also check out Stolen Youth on Hulu, which is a three-part docu-series oh, yeah, about Larry. Oh, it's, it's really, it's kind of slow, but it's really interesting. Okay, guys, happy Super Bowl. Happy Super Bye. Bowl. <laughs> Bye. Betches.